You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, baby, let her rip and don't hurt yourself. That was almost a spring forward kind of yeehaw. It was, but I was thinking about you at the shoppers. You were talking about some new <laughs> diet and the side effect. Um, oh, that's a lovely way to start the program. We're supposed to be moving more towards electric cars, but you're talking more gas. Uh, yes, and that is true, and we'll leave it right there because if you throw me, I got bus tracks on me. Bus you want to go into this right now or what? <laughs> Welcome, everybody. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Dave is under the weather. I think he got uh, jabbed. Or I and think his, he was at the shoppers when you were there that uh, day. He hasn't hasn't been right in the head since. Just you know? give him something. He doesn't seriously, shut up. right? So uh, he is uh, going to be listening in today, and, and that's supposed to be good for you. you said that stuff. Would you stop already? <laughs> All right, who's Listen, on the show today? Well, <laughs> it certainly isn't gas exchange. Uh, we've got an interesting show, and we want to thank everybody who's been writing in. Uh, we're going to talk with uh, Samit Kapoor from Young Steel's Ford shortly about uh, all the new lines of Ford that are coming out, and especially uh, their Ford Sports Bronco. Sports Bronco. Which is uh, wunderbar. I could read your writing. I thought it said Sports Bra, and I thought, what, what, is where this is a car your show? Mind where, this where are morning? we going here? Well, it's two cups down. We got Joey. Uh, we have Mr. Joey Gagnier from Abrams Towing, and yes. the response on this one has been phenomenal. Joey's going to go into uh, you know what your rights are about uh, if you need a tow. I mean, it's it's a pretty stressful thing when you get... You know, you get a flat tire or the battery goes dead. You know, exactly. And then they now, swarm we, on you. We we do that ourselves. We we explain to people. Or you've probably seen it if anybody ever takes a driving school course. You know, the time to learn how to change a tire is not at 3 o'clock in the morning on the side of the road in the dark. Well, that's what you used to do when you came back from Hector's at Eglinton. <laughs> but I knew how to do it, you see. That's the whole point is that you got to be prepared for this. It's the same thing about... Having an accident. You're not prepared to have an accident. Yeah. Some people have no clue what to do. Very true. But Which it's is also, why and yeah. how the tow yeah. guys are able to jump on them and make a meal out of it. And that's why it's going to be important to listen to what Joey has to say because, uh, you know, you got to take a deep breath. You can get taken to a side street area mm-hmm. where there's a gas station or whatever, and then you wait for your insurance company. But uh, he'll get into more of that. And uh, also, Brian Max is going to join us. Our own resident test pilot that's very true he is going to talk about uh, his personal review that he took out for uh, this week for a drive the uh, 2021 ford sports bronco and of course your calls lots of emails to get to that al will do uh, shortly like my wife you know brian is hard to please oh my they're just you're full of gas <laughs> but you were talking about your mom came over and gave and brought over what some chicken soup she brought some chicken soup and she what brought- else Oh, 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 chicken fricassee. Oh, my mom used to make that. Which my wife looked and said, you eat that? Oh, oh that's God. delicious. And cabbage rolls, which, oh, thank God, you didn't have for breakfast this morning. Speaking of shoppers and special diets, yes. yes. Uh, no, I didn't have one this morning. All right. It's good for you, though. But, you know, they were so big, we went, we froze one. We don't, you can't eat it all today. At so one, now you're, one meal. you're Ukrainian this morning. <laughs> all right. Phone lines are open. We are going to get to... Uh, 
Uh, Summit Kapoor. Kapoor from Young Steel's Forge shortly. And certainly, uh, if you can't phone in, then just write into uh, davescornergarage.com and we'll take care of you. Al, as Dave would say, let her rip. Take it out. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be back with more merriment right after these moments. You're full of gas today, aren't you? <laughs> Welcome back. This is whoa, Dave's Corner Garage. And don't forget, uh, feel free to go to our Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com forward slash Dave's Corner Garage. And then you'll see all the stuff on there. And one of the features we had on, got a lot of feedback, is this gentleman. That we're going to talk to right now from Young Steel's Ford, the one and only Summit Kapoor. Good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? We are great. Al's got everything lined up for you. We wanted to, I'll hand it over to him so I don't step on him. Like, uh... <laughs> you know, it's funny. <laughs> if I had to ask people, generally speaking, what they thought was the most, uh, the biggest selling vehicle in North America, I don't know that they would guess that it is the F 150. Am I right, Summit? Absolutely, sir. And you have a whack of them there. Uh, the inventory will be coming. We don't have a lot of units in stock, but yes, factory orders are landing now. All the customers who placed the orders back in October, November, they're taking deliveries of the trucks. Wow, that's great. You know, you think that with uh, this COVID that's slowly, slowly coming out, that the manufacturing is going to start picking up. You've got also March Madness going on. What's what's going on with that? Uh, the programs are getting really aggressive on the 2.7 engine, but specifically with the Lariat trim. A lot of people are putting those orders in. And uh, again, we had small problems with those uh, semiconductor chips. So trucks delayed a little bit. But again, Ford is promising to deliver a lot of units in second quarter. So, but, uh, just a question quickly. With, with this chip situation... Take your be quick. we got a whole hour here. Relax. With, with, <laughs> with the chip situation, we're not talking yeah. barbecued or anything like that. But is it specific models or is it right across the line? It's right across the line. Okay, and and do you find, for example, now obviously people who are are uh, well, the guy blue collar guys who use their vehicles for work are those the ones that are you're seeing mostly, or are you seeing the general public use them as well? Uh, the trend is changing. See, the guys who use the trucks for work, they're definitely you know going back to trucks again. Yes, but lately we have people uh, with the families coming in for smaller engine F one fifties. Now, the, the smaller engine is the 2.7? Yes, sir, 2.7 V6 based on a turbo. And uh, and people are quite happy with that. There's, there's enough power there, eh? There's enough power. And then again, if you look at the price point, the payment is uh, under $550 taxes in. Oh, so that's quite good. And uh, yep. and, and that vehicle is not a plain Jane vehicle. That's what is that usually, first of all, it's a four-door pickup truck? Yeah. Then you have leather, sunroof, navigation, heated, cool seats heated seats in the back. That's a loaded vehicle. I was going to say, it sounds like a Lincoln you're talking about. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, well, it, I mean, it, it looks like it's equipped. It might as well be a Lincoln. It's a mid-spec F-150 lineup, and it's it's very good. Actually, it's good. All so, right. so, we had a couple of emails that came in on our uh, on our Facebook page. One was about the uh, the Mustang. Where do you see the... what's What's the biggest new toy in the Mustang? Marquee, we've already delivered three units. Right. All all customers have given us positive feedback. They're very happy with the uh, with the driving range they're getting on a full charge. So one of my customers, she told me she's getting about 418 kilometers on a full charge. Really? And that's first-hand feedback from a Marquee driver. Wow. And, 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 and because it's now, you're talking about wintertime driving, which is pretty incredible. 
Yes. Oh, that's an interesting point. So if it's winter at 4 or 15 or whatever, mm-hmm. how much more will that extend as you get into spring and summertime? I expect that to go to 425, 438-ish range. That's decent. That's, that's but, decent. I guess, but I guess just like a gas vehicle, maybe Brian would know more about it. We'll ask him after. But I guess it, it depends, too, on how you drive it, correct? Yeah. yeah. So in other words, you're going to use more electricity, you're going to use more gas if you're using more gas pedal. Yes. I mean, if the vehicle needs electricity to heat itself up, it's extremely cold outside and you're running the heater in the car, yes, your driving range will change. Yeah, it's like any car. I mean, if you got, you know, regular car like that, like mine, it's a, you got gas in it. Well, let's talk about old. that Mach-E for a minute now. Uh, do, you, do you necessarily need a charging station at home? And if so, do you know roughly what it costs? And the car comes with 110-volt standard charger, but if you need a supercharger on the wall, you have to source it in aftermarket. I mean, you can buy online, mm-hmm. which is a standard socket, but I have really no idea what it's going to cost you. Oh, but you say you can plug it into your normal regular outlet? Mm-hmm. Yes. You, it comes with all sorts of adapters with the car. That's phenomenal because that seems yeah. to be, you know, in our condo you can't. There's nothing there. But if you don't have it outside, if you can use that standardly, it's a, that's a good way of doing it. Well, I think the yeah. whole idea is there that, you know, you're going to plug it in where it's going to sit overnight because you're not going to have a, a short period of time to charge it. It needs a much longer one. Summit, so, if you can hang in for a bit, we know uh, that uh, you guys are kind enough to give Brian a uh, Ford Sports Bronco for the day to take out. He's yeah. going to join us next, and we guys will talk about the Ford Sports Bronco and take your questions out there for Summit or anything yes, else sir. you got at uh, Dave's Corner Garage, and we'll be right back after this. Okay, welcome back. This is uh, Dave's Corner Garage. We are got a busy set right now, so stay with us. We've got Samit Kapoor from uh, Young Steel's Ford on the phone right now, and we're going to have Joy Gagne from uh, Abrams Towing soon. But the guy who took the Ford Sports Bronco out for a test drive this week is on your right side of your speaker. Al, bring him in. You know, I was surprised because I guess we've got Brian Max, of course, the our resident co- uh, test pilot. Now, I don't know if Summit has actually seen Brian's videos because apparently he just passed them the keys and said, have at it, lad. Lad? I guess he trusts you, Brian. Hey, Brian, how are you? I'm great, guys. How are you? Very good. I'll let you, we'll, we'll let you and, and uh, Summit sort of go through with the, uh, the Ford Sports Broncos all about in a bit and then go through your review, what you thought of it. Summit, that's your cue. Yes, sir. I, I saw a short clip of the video. It looked amazing. Uh, and then Brian can share his experience. I only drove uh, for five, seven kilometers. I'm sure Brian has much more to say about the Bronco Sport he drove. Have at it, Brian. Uh, I was really impressed. I mean, the world is filled with with compact crossovers now. Like every car maker has a compact crossover, but to me, and I've driven all of them. To me, the this this new Bronco Sport is just full of character, and for me, you know. Be, because of my racing background, I love vehicles that drive well. And the Bronco Sport has those dynamics as well. So it comes with two different engines. There's a bunch of different trims. And what uh, what Summit and his friends made available for me was what's called uh, the Badland. And that one is powered by the smaller engine. It's a 1.5-liter turbocharged three-cylinder engine. I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe this isn't going to be powerful enough. But guess what? It actually is. I've driven the motor in, and Al, I've got a question for you about that in a second, but yeah. I've driven that motor in other Ford products um, over the years, and it's been fine. And even in the Bronco Sport, it was perfectly fine. But what I loved 
about the Bronco Sport is the way that it drove. Braking is excellent. Steering is excellent. Handling is excellent. And if you kind of, if you ever need to, you can go off road in it as well. One of the other highlights for me was was the interior. In the back, it's all rubberized. So if you do stupid things like me and go snowboarding and mountain biking and, and BMX, <laughs> the the back of the the back of the Bronco Sport is all rubberized, so you can clean it up easily. There's no carpets there. You can clean it easily because I mean my bicycles are always covered in dirt. And then when I'm snowboarding, you know the snowboard goes in there and, and the boots and they're dirty and snowy and all that stuff. So to me, that makes uh, a, a lot of sense. And what I loved about the this particular model, the, this Badland, is that it. Um, has a gorgeous cloth interior and I love cloth interiors. I'm not a big fan of leather and I just love that. And so overall, I think it really works for people who, who kind of live a lot of their lives outdoors and you can get the right trim level that works. You can get lots of accessories that, that submit knows more about than certainly I do, but there's lots of accessories that suit that sort of outdoor lifestyle. And, you know, overall, I really, I really enjoyed driving it. It really impressed me. Uncle Al has a question for you. I no, think. actually, Brian had a question for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead, Bryce. So, Al, my my question for you is: over the, this this one point five liter turbo three cylinder has been around for a while. It's been in Fiestas and and maybe the Focus, uh, but I remember years ago driving it in uh, in a Fiesta. And have you seen many of those come in at all? <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't say I have <laughs> okay. at all. That was um, a that's a very quick question and a very. Very long question. Well, I was going to let him ask. I was going to let him ask it. I, I, I was blown away actually when because we talked. Brian and I talked before the show, and he was talking how good it was, and 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 I know that Brian is into a into, he's always in the performance mode, and and don't give him you know a, a plaza car because he's not going to like that. Tells me he loves the Bronco Sport, and it's got a three cylinder motor, and I went, get the hell out of here. That that's impossible, and and. What kind of horsepower does this thing put out? Uh, it's 181 horsepower, but wow. it's 100 and, 190 pounds feet of torque, and and Ooh. it makes torque maximum torque almost off idle. So when you're zipping around town, you've got maximum torque. So you you don't need a big motor. The the way they've developed that motor is fantastic. You know, obviously you're not gonna you know you're not gonna to you know you're not gonna win any quarter mile races in this thing but it's quick enough to you know more than keep up with traffic and and get you going i really enjoyed it now there's a number of different models and of course they go anywhere from 40 to about double i guess um how, how do people know specifically is it mostly just trim or are we talking big mechanical differences between them as well there there are yeah, submit. Do you want to? Do you want to answer that? No, actually, no, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Actually, I was about to say something about the different goat modes. I'm sure Brian got the chance to drive in different modes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the 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 fun one of the fun things that Ford does is uh, they've got different drive modes and they call them goat modes. And it's <laughs> it's what does it stand for again? Submit over any type of terrain. Yes, goes over any type of terrain. And I thought it the, was Tom the, Brady or something like that. Greatest of all almost, time. There you go. Almost. Uh, so the, the one I drove uh, had five different modes and, and you know, everything from, from eco to sort of off-road and slippery conditions. And the Badlands, the top model, has seven different modes because you can get it with an off-road tire and you can really take it off-road. It's got a it's got a really trick differential in the back, and uh, it uh, it it'll go off road for a compact crossover. Again, I'm really impressed with the Bronco Sport. 
All right. Well, Brian, if you like, you can hang around for a bit. I just want to thank Submit for joining in today. If you've got a, if you want a new Ford or Lincoln, how do we get in touch with you, Submit? Website, youngfieldfordlincoln.com or call us on the board, 905-889-7343. The biggest Ford dealer in Canada. If you're looking for a vehicle, he's got them. All right. Have a good weekend, buddy. Thanks, Hip. Brian, stick thank around, you. and we'll take your calls as well. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back. This is uh, Dave's Corner Garage. Don't forget, uh, that's right. This is the night we lose an hour of sleep. Uh-oh. We spring forward one hour and then get more miserable than everybody's been for the last year. But uh, that's the note to take place. we got Brian Max still on the phone with us. And uh, listen, you got any questions about anything with cars, uh, he's here to, to answer them. Exactly. And uh, Al, you've got... Things marked down. You're very organized this morning. What's yeah, Brian, going on? Uh, you you drove the the um, the sport one, right? Yeah, the Bronco Sport. So it's it's a it's a crossover. And what's what we're going to see a little later this year is the regular Bronco. So it's just going to be called Bronco, and it's going to be a real off roader that comes in two doors and four doors and all that all that cool stuff. Proper off roader. So is so you are you talking so the. So that we're again, we're not just talking about a, a performance package. You're you're talking about a different vehicle entirely. Totally different vehicle. So it's it's easy to get a little confused. So Ford's released what's called the Bronco Sport, which is a crossover. But this Bronco that's coming out is a full off roader. It's just like the old Broncos that you might remember. I do, and uh, specifically, you know, I got a bit scared when you talked about the three cylinder engine. Is, is that the base motor, or is they using something else? That is the base motor, and that that is in in Canada. I think we've got we've got four different trim levels, and the bottom three use this one point five liter uh, turbo three cylinder, and then the top model that's called the Badlands, which has a you know the trick differential and all the different drive modes and off road tires and all that stuff. That one gets a two liter turbocharged four cylinder. So the four cylinder. See, I, I guess I would be a little bit more comfortable with that. But it's amazing how we've changed, eh? I mean, the old cars had all V eights, then we went to sixes, and people... it's great. It's true. I, I've got a V a V four, but it's got a one point five turbo in it. And uh, my my part, my wife says, "Why are you going so quickly?" Because it's fun. Exactly. I, I guess too, Brian. Did they use a lot of composites or special <laughs> material on the Bronco to to bring the weight down? How do they do it? Um, there, I mean, I, I went through it as much as I could. So what happens now is manufacturers are using different grades of steel in the construction. So for example, the, the hood is almost like a clamshell type, but when I popped it open and lifted it up, it was super light. It is steel, but it's really not structural. You know, it's meant to deform in a crash and all that stuff. And it's just meant to, you know, be more of an aerodynamic piece, but it was really, really light as well. I think the, the, the curb weight on it was wasn't too bad. If I remember correctly, it was about 3,600 pounds. And for a modern compact crossover, that's not too bad. Easily, they can be 4,000 pounds. Now, also as well, we were talking about, I mean, your performance is going to be based with, with the rear end gearing as well. Um, so they specifically have it, you know, a really high ratio or, or not? No, not, not at all. Um, you know, it, it's got an eight-speed automatic. Okay, and that, I think that's the big clincher there. That, that's a huge yeah. difference, yeah. And and it and it gives it gives you a lot of flexibility, you know, whether you're driving around town or on the highway. Mm-hmm. And, and and on top of that, I mean, if you look at any of the the photos or you go to my YouTube channel and 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 the the videos there, it's kind of shaped like a, a little bit of a brick, but there's no wind noise to this thing. Well, I, I mean, part I, of part of that was too. I mean, 
did they not do focus groups with all all the old Bronco guys? Um, you know, they probably did. You know, with the Bronco sport, the the you know the Bronco sport is going to sell probably five six times more than regular Broncos. That regular Bronco, uh, when it comes out, is going to be the hottest thing ever. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, because it's so, it's so engineered for uh, like off-roading and, and, you know, rock crawling and all that stuff. Um, fewer people are going to buy it. More people are going to buy these Bronco sport crossovers than they are the regular Broncos, which will, will be interesting. But I think the Bronco is going to be a bit of a halo truck for Ford for sure. All right, I want you to hang around a bit because we're going to bring Skip on the line. He's uh, he's on line three and he's got a question. And it's a I, Skip. go ahead, Skip. What's yeah. your question? Yeah, sorry, Mayor. I just want to ask you a big question. I hope you can answer my question. Okay. The cat is good. Okay, I'm glad you. Do you know what car is that? Do I know what car that is? Just from the sound. Um, you sounds know, like it, a Lamborghini to me. It could very well be. Sounds or like, sounds like a car's got indigestion. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, having I, a clue. I, I can't say we've ever had to do that, but uh, you would think now with um, you know, with with especially uh, how how are they going to do that? How you know? Let's say Skip really loved that kind of sound. Okay, and he's and, very good at it, by and, the way. And and, and we're going to go have to buy electric cars. How are we going to please people, Bry? In in what in what way? Well, I mean, with well, they're their, not they're not going to be making that kind of sound anymore. No, that's you know that's true, and and I think what's happening, what I see is that when a when a car maker engineers a brand new electric, they actually hire composers in order to make the car produce some interesting sounds. So, what do you think of that idea? Composers, I mean, and and where are these sounds going to co- emanate from? The speakers in the car. Uh, the speakers in the car as well as outside. So they uh, a lot of electrics and a lot of plug-in hybrids make sort of a, a a unique, distinct sound when they're at parking speeds so that pedestrians can hear them. They're very subtle, but the next time you're around one, you might hear it. So I've been driving a lot of these electrics and plug-ins lately, and at parking speeds, they make these, you know, sort of futuristic kind of sounds. It's it's really it's really unusual. It's not like the, you know, the 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 industrial beeping that a that a truck makes backing up. It's it's more subtle than that, but it's it's noticeable to to anybody near the car. So so I'm, I'm curious because it is the weekend and I'm slightly deranged all the time. Uh, the other, the guy we had on the air was going, rum, rum. so what kind of sound would the, this, this vehicle make that you're talking about? You can do, you can give us a good, clear your throat and you can just give it. <laughs> I don't even, I don't, I, I think it's impossible to do that because it, it, they're, 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 they're these, you know, oddly futuristic sounds. They, they're, they're all a little, little bit different, but you know, I, you know, for example, I remember reading a, a piece on, uh, I believe it's either Polestar or Volvo and they're kind of the same company. Um, they hired a, a composer to, to make all the sounds because otherwise, you know, the, the car is very quiet and there's not a lot of, auditory feedback certainly there's not a mechanical feel like you know again if you think of of an internal combustion engine being the heart of a vehicle there's you know there's a there's a mechanical feeling to that car but an electric car when you're driving on these electric motors it that that feeling's removed it's 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 a bit clinical if you ask me so i think making making the car make different sounds you know adds adds some character and 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 a little bit of a different feeling to it but i think brian you know obviously you know the sound of the vehicle whether it was mental or not um it it was directly connected to its actual performance and nowadays 
you know, the, the performance is really going to knock you out without the sound. And I think people are just going to get used to that. I, I think so too. And I, and I think the, the more, the more people drive electrics or even some of these, these interesting plug-in hybrids when they're, when they're in electric mode, it's the coolest experience because they're very, they're almost silent and then they're so quick. I mean, anything that has an, that's driven by an electric motor can do zero to 60 in under six seconds. Okay. we got a, we got a quick email that just came in. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, it's nothing about singing and hybrid sounds from a car. Uh, it is, you know, they're talking about, you said, okay, basically is this, if you're saying that uh, a typical Ford or whatever EV car can give you 420 clicks for on a charge, where do you think it's going to be in say two or three years, say in 2023, how high will that go? Right. I, I think we're going to we're going to see two things because battery technology is changing. So what we're going to we're going to we're going to see is cars that have that kind of range that, you know, that 400 kilometer range are actually going to have lighter uh, battery packs. Right. So that changes the game significantly because right now we've got electric cars and plug ins that are very heavy. But battery technology is changing, so we're going to get more range out of a, out of a lighter battery. So that also allows those bigger electric vehicles to put in more batteries and you know reach you know maybe a thousand kilometers in in the next three or four years it'll it'll be it'll be significant well you know what Uh, as we get older we have to stop more often anyway so what's the whole point of that I'll leave that um, one. Leave I, 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 don't I, even I touch believe, it, Brian. I, I don't, don't think I, I can. I, I do have an answer, and and you know, Al's bladder issues aside. Yeah. Uh, what the what what the range does is it's a selling feature. Obviously, nobody can can. I mean, nobody can drive six hundred kilometers in a single stint without stopping, resting, stretching, whatever. Right. So it, it it's a bit silly. But uh, question with these cars now, Summit was saying you didn't necessarily have to buy a charge station. Um, but if you've tapped out that 400 Ks, would leaving it just plugged into your, you know, beside your barbecue at night, give it enough juice to work the next day? Probably not. You probably do want a charger. But, you know, when the world gets back to 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 work mm. and people are traveling to their places of work, there's a lot of charging stations yeah. around. So I think most people, if they've got a plug-in or um, a plug-in hybrid or a pure electric, they probably do want a charging station at home. And it's it just the 240. doesn't have to be expensive, under $1,000. And all you're doing is keeping your car topped up. You can do it overnight. It doesn't in- interfere with your day-to-day driving, which is great. Yeah, I did a quick look on Amazon this morning, and, and I saw units that were only about 1000 bucks. And apparently, they are changing building codes now with houses. So they're making sure yeah. that they're going to have a 220 line that's going to be pretty close to where you need it, eh? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it just, it makes so much sense because, you know, for me, my day-to-day driving, I can zip around town on electric. And if I plug it in at night, I'm never having to plug it in at a public, um, high speed charging station. All right. And, uh, what do you be testing next? Uh, I'm testing Mazda CX nine, which is a big throw three row crossover from Mazda, mm-hmm. totally different than the, uh, the, the Ford Bronco sport. And then I think next week I'm trying something new, a little performance sedan called the Hyundai Elantra N line. Beautiful. Well, listen, we'll keep in touch and, uh, you have a good weekend. Remember to uh, change your clocks back or forward. Sorry. Jump ahead. <laughs> Jump ahead. Bring ahead. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm sure there's a YouTube video on that. Eh? Sure. Coming up next, we've had a lot of questions about your rights for towing. We're going to talk to the CEO of Abrams Towing right after this with Joey Gagne. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Thanks, Brian. Have a good weekend.
Dave's Corner Garage is where you are till the top of the hour. We've had a lot of response on this, so we invited Joey Gagne back from uh, Abrams Towing to uh, deal with uh, still some confusion on what your rights are uh, if you uh, need need roadside assistance. Good morning, Joey. How are you? Good morning. How are you today? We're great. Al's got a bunch of stuff ready for you, so I'll throw it over to him. All right, Joey, you're Catch. the president of Abrams Towing. How long have you been around? Uh, we've been around about 37 years. And uh, originally you were just a local company, correct? Just up in North yeah. York for the most yeah, part? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. But I understand you've expanded quite uh, quite a bit recently. Yeah, well, we over the years we've expanded into two different uh, markets. We're, we're uh, all over southern Ontario from Ottawa to uh, Windsor. Now you're the good guys, right? Well, we think we're the good guys. <laughs> we, 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 you know, we, we, uh, we have a very good brand, uh, well-known brand, and we, we, uh, you know, we market ourselves as the guys that uh, you can call if you're in a jam. Right. Exactly. And uh, but unfortunately, you know, people do get into jams, and, and and it's not planned for, and they've never experienced it before. Um, and there are the bad guys out there, the unscrupulous drivers who are basically working for themselves. They're not working for you. How do people protect themselves? Well, it, it, we uh, over the last uh, number of years, the government's come out with a uh, it's a consumer's bill of rights, and uh, it's really uh, common sense things, but it's things that uh, the government wanted to uh, legislate so that uh, the consumer would uh, would have some sort of protections if they had a, a serious complaint. So, for example. Uh, you know the right to choose who you you, you use to to do your towing, um, the right to choose where you take your vehicle, um, the uh, obligation of the tow operator to give you uh, you know an invoice and uh, to disclose their their who they are and uh, and uh, the price that they're going to charge you. And I understand um, there's a big difference in the charge for fees. Um, is is there any guideline as far as what the fee should be? Well, it's an open market, so everyone can charge what they feel they need to to make a profit. Mm-hmm. But there are some people that uh, take it to the extreme. There are some municipalities that regulate, and we're talking specifically accident towing, um, that regulate the accident tow rate, but uh, uh, that doesn't always necessarily, necessarily apply everywhere. Joey, one of the questions that uh, came in on our Facebook page was the confusion that you can hopefully clarify this morning. So you're stuck on the side of the road. You've got Abrams, which you have the affiliation with CAA, yet somebody else comes up, another truck, and they're saying, i got to get you off the road. What would you recommend? That's been the biggest question we've had coming in the last week. So what would you suggest to that to that caller? Well, I always say that, you know, um, if your vehicle safely off the road, then you have the choice to use uh, whoever you want. And so if you decide to use the tow operator that shows up and, and many of the tow operators that might show up are very legitimate operators. Mm-hmm. So let's be clear about that, mm-hmm. but they still, you still, you know, as if you're purchasing any other product or service, you should be getting, you know, what their credentials are. So if, if you're, if a tow operator shows up and it's not the one that you've called or you haven't made that call yet, and you decide you want to use them, you want to make sure that you've asked them, you know, for a price. Um, and what the bill, of, the consumer bill of rights says is that they're supposed to give you that in writing, so that the, there's a form or or an invoice that tells you uh, where where the vehicle is going to be taken to, 
what the price is going to be, and then they sign it and you sign it. So it's it's almost a, a contract or an agreement. And those are those are, that's a, probably the most important part of the process. So that there's no hidden, you know, surprises at at uh, at the end of the tow. Well, we had uh, OPP Sergeant Schmidt on uh, last week or two weeks ago, and we were talking about. He was saying that if your car actually is involved in a, a motor vehicle accident and it's blocking traffic, then for the most part, the, the policeman is going to you know, tell the first truck on scene to move your car. Um, but what do you do if he's not one of those good guys? How, how do you deal with it from there? Well, I mean, if the police uh, tell you that you have to use that service, then, then, then you need to hold the police accountable by saying, hey, you know, you know what is he going to charge me? And and before you use any service, it doesn't matter who it is, you still have under the Consumer Bill of Rights, you have the right to ask that tow truck what he's going to charge you. Uh, the only exception to that is if the police specifically come out and say we're towing your vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, any tow truck that just shows up, you know, you still they still have to follow the Consumer Bill of Rights, which means they have to get you to sign. Uh, that you've agreed to the price, and the prices are, uh, as I said, in some municipalities for accidents are are regulated. So that's something that, uh, you know, if somebody was to hand you a bill for $3,000, you would, you know, you definitely wouldn't just jump in both feet. But if they handed you a bill for $200 or $300, which is a very reasonable rate for an accident tow to a local destination, um, you would probably be uh, very safe to Saying that that's uh, something that you could sign off on, and that's just assuming that your insurance you have insurance and they're going to pay for it, and you're not going to be able to because of timing use your roadside. Because unfortunately, roadside sometimes will take longer than the guy that just happens to be coming by. But I hear a quick solution: Could you not just have the guy, this random guy, tow you to the first you know exit and leave you there, and then call CAA to pick you up from there? Could you not handle it that way? You definitely can handle it that way, and if you feel uncomfortable with who who you're dealing with, but you feel like you have to get off the road, that that would be, you know, that would be a good, uh, you know, option as long as you have a place to go, and you got to be considerate of the fact that you might be parking on someone else's property, like a plaza, uh, and your car might be leaking fluids or something like that. So there's a number of factors to consider, but if the tow operator signs off that. And you sign off that this is the the rate you're supposed to be charging. They're supposed to be charging. Um, you're protected by the Consumer Protection Act, and the, the tow operator has to follow that. Now, if they don't, then you you you're, you're, you can go uh, and you can complain about that, uh, and uh, you know they get some relief. But the 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 just the act of asking them to sign off and, and getting that you know advance uh, agreement. Is, is going to protect you much more than if you just let anybody come along and hook up your car and tow it away. Okay, Joey, listen, thanks a lot for taking the time. And you've got a ton of stuff on your website that deals with this and more that we've talked about. Do you want to just give up your website and we'll uh, catch up with you later on? Yeah, no, we're at, we're at abrams.ca. Okay. So that's A-B-R-A-M-S dot C-A. Right. You can uh, contact us there anytime. Great. If Thank you need you a this. tow, call Joe. <laughs> He's never heard that before. No, never. Thanks, Joey. Have a good weekend and stay safe out there. All right. Back with more questions and emails right after this. 
This is Dave's Corner Garage with Dave Redinger on the sideline, Al sitting in the seat. And with, Steve. And with some problems with his Leading internal, the band. internal fortitude. Da, 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 for da, da. Make a sound. We'll be right back. <laughs> all right. Uncle Al is all ready for these. We've had a lot of emails come in and uh, to our Facebook page. So you can go to facebook.com forward slash Dave's Corner Garage. Or to the website, davescornergarage.com, and you can see their email addresses. And it's over to you, Gelman. You know, because of the economy, because of COVID, for the most part, you know, people have been having to downsize. You know, we've had a lot of people who perhaps had lease cars who had to give them up on lease busters or something like that. They just couldn't carry the cost anymore. But they still need a vehicle. So uh, what they do is they look for the cheapest car, but... It's not necessarily a good thing. Uh, one of my friend's sons called me this week, and he said, Al, I need something a little bit bigger, and, and, and someone's got a van on sale for $2,000. Oh. And, and of course... Bye-bye. Well, no, and I said, you know, his dad was thinking, of course, it's a score because it's only $2,000. But I had to explain to him that, you know, cheap is very expensive sometimes. So for the first, we started discussing the situation, and I said, well, what kind of vehicle is it? What's the mileage on it? And very quickly, I determined that, you know... This car didn't have a great history beforehand, and this one here had a million miles on it. And on top of that, uh, one of the options that it had, and, 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 and my friend said, I need to have it, is air conditioning that wasn't working. So I had to explain to him quickly that without looking at the vehicle, we could basically turn that $2,000 car into a six or $7,000 you know, headache. And, and all you've done really by spending $2,000 is joining the... I belong to a crappy car club, right? So the most the what the most part thing the most important thing is, I should say, is that you should take your car and have it inspected by your own mechanic. Sure. You know, whether it's uh somebody been using all along, or for example, if you're new to the city, just take it in the garage and say, Listen, I'm thinking about buying this car myself. I'd like you to go over it from top to bottom. And just tell me if you think it's going to be a big, per, a good purchase or not. You know, especially now with a lot of people who are working from home, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily need two cars, so they have one that's probably in decent shape, and uh, they're putting it up on sites like LeaseBusters, and you can get a you know a car that maybe has a four year lease but two years to go on it mm-hmm. would maybe have let's say typically thirty six thousand k on it, and you can work out a pretty good deal with that, and then you're getting a decent car that's got a warranty probably still intact. Okay, 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 but my friend Steve. I must tell you that when you're Wait, taking ordering over, curry in now or what? No, 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 not at all. But when you're looking at a vehicle like that, you see, if you're buying a used vehicle, um, it has to go through a Ministry of Transportation Safety certificate before it can be put on the road. Yeah, of course, yeah. So you know you're going to have a you're going to quickly find out what it needs and what kind of shape it's in. But when you're assuming someone else's lease, all right, uh, a Ministry of Sanfort- Ministry of Transportation certificate is not necessarily needed. So the transfer can happen from X car company to you, and you could be, you know, ad- adopting or buying a car here that, in fact, needs a whole lot of work. So this is also where it's important to still get it checked. Yeah. In fact, even more so than a regular car. And also, you know, things that are coming through on, on emails on our website and other things is that uh, the Service Ontario thing we talked about a few weeks ago. So typically, if you have a, your birthday coming up, say, beginning of April, you should get online right now and order it because it's going to take at least three to four weeks for that to come in. Question. Maybe you have the answer. I don't know. I will try. Well, because you haven't had to worry about this for a year or so, yep. when you go to get your sticker now mm-hmm. that is now older than a year, you have to pay for that last year? Uh, no, you don't. Oh. But what you, what, what's recommended is that you go online, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, 
and you put in all your stuff and you pay for it and all that stuff, they send you an email with a receipt. So you just keep that with you, print it off. And if it is late, you just you show the officer that. But most of the police, if not all, you know, they're, they're cutting you some slack. They know what's going on. Yeah, but we've had some calls where people yeah. said, you know, they, they were issued a ticket. And, um, of course, we checked out it on our end, and we said, well, they shouldn't have. But it's just not worth the hassle. So as you say, why don't you just go online? Oh, it's way easier and safer. And, uh, by the way, put the sticker on the plate, not on the plastic cover that's over the plate, because you can get a ticket for that, too. Well, you get a ticket for what? Well, you can't put the sticker on the le- the plexiglass cover over the Oh, yeah, the plate. I knew that. It yeah. has to go directly on the license plate. So, you know, I found you, if you put your sticker on top of last year's sticker, mm-hmm. you got to be really careful it's on there. So, uh, mm-hmm. I think when, I think your brother recommended me to this. You clean it off, mm-hmm. the old one. Right. Take it off and put the new one back on. So, a quicker sticker. A uh, quicker sticker, picker-upper. There you go. It is. <laughs> like, we can start swifting the studios here. All but right. it is good. And, and what color are you going to get this year? <laughs> um, well, it is my birthday. And, and, you when? Know, and I, well, in June, but that would be the, yeah. the second time. Okay. What are we talking about? Apparently, we have a color that's, that's quite interesting. So, okay. no, we don't. <laughs> what do you, our, our producer, Carlos, always giving us that signal. Well, I think comparatively so to the first caller we had today. Yeah, that, that which one. Which was the. Man, what kind of car is this? Vroom, vroom, vroom. I thought that was a flying bird he gave me, but he actually gave me the bird. So that's our wrap-up. Anyway, thanks to uh, Samit Kapoor from uh, Young Steels Ford. It's youngsteelsford.ca. Uh, you can go there. And also to um, Brian Max. Brian Max, of course, and to Joey Gagne from Abrams Towing. Check Stay- out Brian's website. He's got yep. some great vehicles there. And uh, he test drives the heck out of them, eh? Oh, he does. And he's not too many tickets. I'm just kidding. It's a good thing that Salem's our sponsor because you think he'd tear the tires off. Go away. Listen, feel better. Have a good weekend, everybody. Stay safe. Wear the mask. Let's get out of this storm soon. All right. We will talk to you next week here on Dave's Corner Garage. Bye-bye, everyone. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.